0: The Hidden Grid of the Sixth World Chronicles, Free Roaming, Season 3, Episode 17, Incoming Fight. Welcome back to The Hidden Grid, Session 1, Part 2 of Free Roaming. We'll be keeping it brief today. Lindsay and Berger are up to bed before we return to flatlining and J and open up the possibilities of an interesting fight.
1: All right, let's go back to Lindsay. Now that you're feeling better, what are you up to?
0: Well, I need to take care of a few things now that i get got a little bit of money. I've been off the job for so long, I've been kind of weird having the money all of a sudden. <laughs> so one of the things i got to start thinking of, though, is uh, the future of my little one.
1: Remind us of her name.
0: Trace Doxel. She has uh, her dad's name.
1: Trace Doxel? Trey.
0: T-R-A-E.
1: Trey Trey. Doxel. Alright. So what are you going to do for (laughs) baby Trey?
0: In this day and age, in order to make things done, you gotta have a little bit of a legal ID. Only, I don't want one of those to be actually tied to me. I need to get a hold of a fakeson, a good one, that I can pour a little bit of myself into and link her to. Okay. So I think I'm going to go reach out to a Fixer buddy of mine, uh, Edward Hall. Okay.
1: Alright, so you call up Edward on the telecom, and uh, he answers. This is Edward.
0: Edward, how's it going? It's Lindsay.
1: Oh, Lindsay, I'm, I'm alright. Good to talk to you.
0: Good, good. Ed, I need a little bit of favor. I got a little bit of money to spend, and you're the person to uh, help me spend it.
1: Well, it's not a favor. Of course not, but
0: you know how it works. I sure do. I need your help to get... A new identity. Something a little bit more durable, something a little bit more legit looking.
1: Ah, well, I have, uh, off the top of my head, I have a 35-year-old orc, uh, Damien Kniggett. Um, I have a female elf who's called Different Entity. I have a human, uh, awakened called Loan. Overview and, uh, any of those, any of those sound good to you? Tell me
0: about Luan. Uh,
1: Luan is, uh, a, a banker. Uh, she takes care of, uh, uh, refinancing. Uh, she has a cushy job in Seattle.
0: Hmm. Something I could definitely fund some money into to kind of hold on to, huh? Um,
1: yes, uh, these, um, these are all just the ones I have laying around, uh, Mind you, um, they're not terribly uh, solid, but uh, I will give you a good price on them.
0: Mm, if they're not solid, I'm not really interested. This isn't um, this isn't meant to be a burner uh, ID. It's <clears throat> something that's going to be able to you
1: know stand the test of time. If you know what I mean. I see, uh, would you like to create this uh, fake number yourself? Mm, sounds interesting. Okay, well, if you can give me the details, I can give you a number.
0: Sure, sure. Um, human, female, daughter. Mm, something that's not going to attract too much attention, but something that I can slip money into with ease. Uh, something that I can use to be able to access public side of government entities so I can get said daughter into programs. Schools and them. So this not... is
1: a this is a long term solution. Yeah. Well, well, I can work my magic. Um, it's going to cost uh, fifteen fifteen thousand uh, plus my usual.
0: Hmm. Can I try to negotiate and down a little bit?
1: You know, I'm always up for negotiation.
0: Okay, and that is four hits on that.
1: <clears throat> okay. Uh. You know, I can tell that you're doing this for a good purpose, and uh, so I'll just waive my normal fee this time uh, on the promise that uh, if I ever have a job that you may not like, that you'll just go ahead and take it.
0: Well, you drive a hard bargain, but...
1: And let me just assure you that uh, when I make them, they're they're hard to break.
0: You produce quality work.
1: Alright, then. Uh, you have yourself a deal. Get me the 15,000 uh, in the normal way, and uh, you will have your fake sin,
0: that I'll drop it off at the usual place.
1: Excellent. It's always a pleasure, Lindsay.
0: You too, Ed. Good talking to you.
1: You too. Because in 2050s, phones still click.
0: Of course. <laughs> well, it's it's the cosmetic edition I have on my home telephone. <laughs> I like it. It's a little retro, but you know, it, it makes me, just reminds me of home back in Maine and everything.
1: Indeed. Berger. You are more rested now. Yeah. Um, what are you doing?
2: Well, since I have the uh, day job, um, I'm going to be spending a fair amount of time doing that, but I also need to uh, find a spell formula and I'm going to be while while I'm doing a lot of, you know, writing for meta magic theory and all the craziness that I do. When it comes to magic, I also have this. You know the the like the bait click. I have a thing where I bait click things that are conspiracy theories. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and put a pin in that real quick. You are getting a telecom
2: message. Uh, from who?
1: Uh, it's it's from Crutch.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: It's just a message. It's not um, any video. He's not calling you, but. It's a message that essentially reads that he is uh, out of town visiting some friends in Fort Worth, oh. and he will be back next week if you need anything, and he just wanted to check and see how you were doing.
2: Oh, such a nice guy.
1: He, he also knows I took a bullet to the chest. chest. <laughs> yeah. And he did what he could, and he just wanted to check up and make sure we keep him alive.
2: Yeah, I, I message him back and say, I'll let everybody know. And thanks for right. checking in. Bloop.
1: Um, when you when you click off, um, there's a little kind of beep from your uh, from your matrix device. Your I think they call them computers. Yeah, well, and um, <laughs> and it has flagged um, more than a few. Like your ongoing running running program has flagged more than a few conspiracy theories. Oh. Um, there's there's about eight of them. <gasps> um, if you want to read any of them right now,
2: yes and by okay. and by yes i mean all of them
1: <laughs> okay uh, i in dive no into the order, i
2: dive into that rabbit hole hard
1: in no particular order there is some sort of rumor from the magic message boards that you flag about some sort of um incident involving a magical lodge in scotland something the uh, keywords that pop out are ecumenical interfaith old ways secretly plotting for the, and then the message kind of goes funky, and that poster doesn't post again.
2: Oh, weird.
1: Your scan for uh, the Native American Nations uh, seems to indicate that the Native American Nations, there is a particular group among them that is studying ancient ninjas. Their research seems to indicate that the ancient ninjas were somehow able to tap into mana before the Awakening. and. It it sounds crazy to you, but it seems to indicate that they are able to use mana not just to cast spells, but to augment their physical abilities as well. It sounds really bizarre to you, but there it is. Weird. From Truman Technologies, uh, something, some poster is saying something about a new sort of technology called 3XL. Um, Seems to be... The person posting seems to indicate that it is like a super powerful BTL chip uh, that goes beyond anything a BTL was supposed to be able to do. Um, <laughs> this is a fun one. Uh, in Seattle, an orc claiming to be Kenneth Brackhaven was caught on camera being beaten by members of the Humanist Poly Club. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, folks on the on the Shadowland, that are claiming that the infamous Decker called Dodger is actually David Gavelin from the Echo Mirage. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense to you, but uh, that seems to be the talk. Okay. Also, in that same uh, forum, uh, a bunch of Deckers talking about something called Wonderland and asking if anybody's ever been there, and nobody is answering mm. us. Um, there's a Some chatter from Monaco that says that Johnny Spinrad has been spending time there. Uh, Not that he has announced that at all, but he's been spending a lot of time and spending a lot of money in Monaco for some reason. Um, There's a couple of fan websites uh, for Shieldwall, the band Shieldwall, uh, and they're claiming that uh, Frumius is unhappy with the band. The Sasquatch vocalist Frumius is unhappy with the band for some reason. Yep, and that's that's basically all that you were able okay. to flag at the moment. Okay. Um, why don't you, uh, since you're spending time with us, why don't you give yourself the Conspiracy Theories Knowledge skill at rating rating two. Rating at the moment.
2: two. Okay.
1: I assume that you have this program just kind of running in the background.
2: Oh, of course I do. That would be silly not to. Uh, <laughs> I I love um, conspiracy theories. So, it, it just and makes... And they love f- you. I know. I know. They're so Careful fun. how you use those. <laughs> well, you know, you never know what could be going on.
1: Alright. Um, Your fixer, uh, Cillian, has contacted you yeah. and wants to know if you are free or a run.
2: Ooh. What is it involving?
1: He doesn't say <laughs> that. He says it needs to be done right
2: now. Right now? Uh-huh. Uh... He
1: says it's a solo job and, uh, he needs uh, he needs somebody he can trust.
2: Um, I'm gonna call him back.
1: Okay, right now or later?
2: Uh, right now, because this important. Okay. It's a very important message, so okay. I need to find out at least a few details before I can tell him yes or no. <clears throat> okay. So.
1: So you hop on ring, the uh, the telecom and call Cillian, and he uh, he answers. Oh, thank you for calling me back, for I. I just needed you to, to, to do this for me, and I appreciate you taking the job. Oh
2: Well, I'm not entirely sure what this job is yet, and the time frame is important.
1: Well, I, I understand that, but I am getting uh, some rumors uh, from Yamatetsu in Japan, and I need you to hop on a plane, <laughs> and I need you to get there, uh, because my sources are telling me uh, that there is a spirit that is on the board Yamatetsu. I need confirmation of that. Can you do that for me? Can you hop on that plane right now? I need you to infiltrate (laughs) Yamatetsu.
2: So that's that's long term.
1: No, that's right now. Hop on and uh, and I'll give you the details uh, on the way.
2: (sighs) All right, I'm there.
1: All right, he um, he gives you the details uh, for SeaTac Airport and uh, tells you to head down there right now.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna head.
1: You head down to SeaTac, uh, and you are waiting in the terminal, um, the plane that you are supposed to board is coming into view, it touches down, and, uh, people are starting to get off, and, uh, it is, a uh, coming in from Japan, so lots of, uh, lots of business folk getting off, and, uh, very important looking people, uh, they'll be boarding in about ten minutes.
2: Okay.
1: What have you brought with you?
2: Um... Probably just a couple of changes of clothes. I don't need much else.
1: Gotcha.
2: I mean, like, I honestly wouldn't take armor or any kind of actual weapon, so, I mean, not if I'm okay. going into an airport.
1: About ten minutes later, uh, the call for boarding sounds, and you have a uh, first-class ticket. <laughs> of course I do. So you're you're the first, you're, you're among the first to board. Okay. <gasps>
2: this is weird. It
1: does seem like an odd, an odd, one. As you step onto the concourse, um, you get a little beeping message from your pocket secretary.
2: Okay, what does it uh, say?
1: Meanwhile, the first class people are passing you by. Do you, do you get on the plane first, or do you check? Your I message?
2: check my message.
1: Um, it is Cillian, and he says, you know, abort, abort, stop, and before you're done reading the message. The plane explodes. Whoa! Why don't you roll uh, to resist ten damage?
2: <laughs> oh, this is not going to be good. All right.
1: Oh, the boy. people that got on the board uh, on board ahead of you are uh, incinerated, of course. But, well, uh, sure, sure. The uh, the shock wave and the blast is making its way.
2: All right. So,
1: A little boarding area.
2: Oh boy! And I have. I have just my body. (laughs) Oh, boy. This is not going to be good. (laughs) Well, um, one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you, you get blasted. um, Which, which, for
2: uh, the record, fills my physical again.
1: Okay. So you get blasted into unconsciousness. You don't remember anything else. Oh. We'll come back to that in, in a second. <laughs> uh, no it's not um, <laughs> I think it's not. <laughs> not that I'm against you, I just think you.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> um uh so if, if anybody is watching the uh, the news you see an explosion uh,
4: what the dreck? who's blowing up SeaTac again? Explosion
1: at SeaTac. Yeah Alex Gardamanger Gardam mushy. Moshi you get a call from, uh, Geo. Gio. says, uh, well, all right, here's, here's the deal. Uh, Alex, I, I've got you an in at the Big Rhino. Uh, what I had to do was, uh, call down there personally and offer a few recipes of my own and, uh, a, a bulk issue of, uh, free sauce, but they accepted, uh, and they are willing to take you on as a help in the kitchen, if you're still willing.
4: Well, I'm still willing to stage there, and if I can find anything good, you know I'm going to tell you about it.
1: Okay. Well, do me a favor. Keep your eye out for any uh, particular recipes that might um, be appropriate for me, you know, how I like to do the, the fusion work, and so uh, keep your eye out, and I'll appreciate the return on my investment. How does that sound?
4: Tell you what, everything I learn, I'll take back and put through a couple of sieves. I'll see if I can stick it through a chinoise when I'm not paying attention, and if we can come up with something that works for you, we can give you a sauce and give them credit, and you can both be at the forefront of everything.
1: Sounds great, and uh, maybe you can stick around a few nights and uh, help me open those recipes.
4: You you, You got me the end. I think I owe it to you to actually help make sure it all works.
1: Well, go down there, and you are going to meet up with Frog Tongue. You might find this humorous. He actually does some moonlighting as a Shatter Runner as well. He's a big troll guy. He's kind of got a greenish tint to his skin, which is kind of uncommon. But uh, he's a good enough guy. He does some cooking uh, at the Big Rhino as well.
4: I'd say i am say I'm touch base with Frog Tongue and give your best, and, and uh, see if he'll let me in and what I can learn, what I can teach, and uh, let's make some tasty food. And, uh, hey, I'm trying to make some calls on that Italian wine you wanted.
1: Excellent. Excellent. If anything comes up on that, you know my number. Uh, by the way, they're they're expecting you, you know, next couple days, so anytime you want to head down, it's fine.
4: I'll head down there as soon as I get myself out of uh, this bottle of bourbon.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you. All right. Alrighty. righty. Do you, when do you head down to the Big Rhino? When do you want to start your uh, your internship there, your free internship? What do you call it? Stage. Stage. I'm not going to pretend I know what that means.
4: It means free internship. It's also used in the culinary world as a tryout. <laughs> All right. It, it's a tryout. Do you fit the culture? Do you have the skills? How do we know? Well, you're going to come in for a week, and we're going to see if you fit and get a week of free work out of you.
1: Excellent. Exactly.
4: What time of day is it right now?
1: Uh, it's going to be about 1 in the afternoon.
4: I will head down there about 3 o'clock today because there is no time like the present.
1: Okay. You head down there to the big rhino in the shadow of the arcology, and um, you are met by a waitress named Francine. She's an orc gal. She's quite um, unlovely, but she's got a pretty nice personality and uh, asks you, How many?
4: Dear, I'm. I'm... Actually, here to talk to Frog Tongue. I've, I've got a call in here. I'm gonna try to see if I can do something other than just drink a whole lot of the beer.
1: Alright, sweetheart. Hey, Froggy, there's someone here to see ya! And, uh, from the back, there's this kind of lumbering troll that comes out. His, uh, um, his horns aren't immediately noticeable, but he is a boldest, bulky, bulky fellow. And, uh, he says, uh, hey, are you that Garda guy?
4: Yeah, Geo said I'd come down, talk to you, and go through the old stage.
1: All right. He throws an apron at you. He says, all right, get dressed. Meet me in the back.
4: Deep breath, put on the apron, not be immediately assaulted with steins of beer, as is the way at the big rhino, and head to the back.
1: All righty. He immediately puts you to work and basically just points at a bunch of different meats and vegetables and says, get choppin'.
4: I'll start breaking down the meats and chopping. Occasional question I'll send to him as far as uh, are we going batonet or are we going to try to do a large dice on this? You need it rough.
1: He looks at you like he doesn't understand a word he just says. He says, just chop it, all right?
4: You got it.
1: Back to Flatline. Flatline, it is about now that you arrive at the big bridal yourself. Excellent.
3: I'm going to spend a little bit of time getting my bearings because, like I said, still learning the area. Okay. First thing is I uh, go to the, re- I'm using the rabbit ears Receptacle that uh, Blueberry Jam told me about. Okay. So drop the payment.
1: And it is just about now, as you're rummaging through the trash, or opening the trash to dump the, uh, the Nuyen in, and the back door of the Rhino opens. I assume you just you're standing there. You don't do anything.
3: Well, I look up to see who it is.
1: Uh, well, as it turns out, it's. Uh,
3: Oi! What are you doing at the trash can? Get Get out of there! What the? Trust kiddo? me, kiddo. Trust me. Trust me, kiddo. I'm making a drop off and a quick pickup. Wait, are you working here tonight? You got to learn
4: your new skills somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm picking up see some a nice meaty apron. This blood isn't all mine.
3: I was going to ask about that.
4: Nah, I'm i don't good.
3: don't I just? Well, I have, I'll just say Christmas came a little bit early for me. You're going to be working here all night? I'll come back in just a minute and show you my new present.
4: Yeah, yeah, if you can get back to the kitchen, they've got, uh, actually, you may not want to come back tonight. The comic they've got on stage is not known for pulling too many punches to anybody who walks through the door.
3: I don't know if you mean literal or figurative punches, but, uh... (laughs) Neither
4: does he when he goes on stage.
3: Ugh. All right, what time's your shift, then?
4: Whenever they get me drunk on Hurlg and let me go.
3: I've never tried Hurlg. I think it would kill me.
4: Yeah, it's probably going to kill me, too. But, you know, when you're doing an internship for free, because, you know. Yeah. You can't say no.
3: (laughs) All right, well, give me about five minutes, and I'll meet you right back here.
4: That ah, sounds good. I'm, I'll... Eh, let me go chop a couple more things and uh, see if I can convince Froggy to not mind me being out here for a smoke.
3: Works for me. <laughs>
4: Mr. ST, sir. I am going to click on... I'm going to click on the wired reflexes and clear my next task really fast and say I'm going for a smoke.
1: Okay. So you, uh, you do that and uh, you walk out and uh, the comic who uh, calls himself Cucumber Face is uh, telling some some rather banal mama jokes. Uh, the first one, he's talking to all of these orcs and trolls who are frequenting the big rhino, and he uh, he picks one guy, uh, uh, a rather large orc in the front, and uh, he says, "Hey you, yeah you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah your mama. I saw her the other day. She's so fat. I took a picture of her last Christmas." And it's still uploading to the Matrix. <laughs> he said, your mama's so fat. When she got on the scale, it said, I need your weight, not your sin number. <laughs> your mama's so fat that when she went to the beach, a juggernaut came along and said, hey, we're family, even though you're fatter than me. <laughs> He's not getting any laughs.
4: He got one. <laughs>
1: last one, he sees you uh, walking out. and He goes, uh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You. It just came from the back. Your mama's so ugly that when she joined an ugly contest, they said, sorry, no professionals.
4: <laughs> That's only because your mama was disqualified for winning last year.
1: Ah, get out of here. And he throws a pizza
4: <laughs> I dodge and go outside for a smoke.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, Cross the street at the stuffer jack, uh, flatline. You walk in and uh, the dwarf kid at the counter just basically looks up at you and ignores you.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, and I go into the back. I go where the icy creamy soy thingy is.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, it is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, strapped. Uh, it's not immediately obvious when you're looking down, but once you start feeling around, you, uh, you feel a. Uh, you feel a box. Yep. Kind of a, a long box. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd say probably about two feet long.
3: Oh yeah, this is the stuff. You pull it out. Mm hmm.
1: All right. Why don't you roll edge?
3: Dokey. That's pretty. Three.
1: Okay. You um, you see that pulling the box away from the shelves um pulls the shelves off uh of their Housing and you're you're able to stop them. Uh, you see it coming and you're able to stop all of the shelves from completely collapsing in on each other. Could have caused a big incident, but we were lucky enough that you saw it. Phew. So you have your you have your package. Mm-hmm. And it's right about then that uh Manger walks in and stuff.
3: <laughs> open up the box, open up the box, open up the box. I'm just I'm just staring like slowly like it's Christmas, very like delicately unwrapping this thing because I know it also had to be specially wrapped. So it didn't get jacked up from like moisture and freezing and stuff.
1: Okay. So, so. you, uh, you walk towards the back, kind of looking here and there, uh, and you turn the corner to the, to the back where the ice cream is. And you see flatline, there sitting cross-legged, uh, kind of just ripping the box. Uh, <laughs> um, she, she was trying to be delicate with it, but now she's just kind of tearing into it. And, uh,
3: yeah, you there get is. once you get past the protective layer, then it's just like.
4: You know, I have a box opener on me.
3: That takes all the fun out of it. Says you. Yes.
4: All right, so you've got a box of ice cream you're opening, and looking over my shoulder, you're not
1: arousing suspicion.
3: What makes it you think it's sp- ice cream? Cool. It's it's cool. It is very very cool. It's ice you're cold. Squealing.
1: All right. <laughs> There you have uh, a Sony CTY360. It is uh, baby powder blue, um, because baby powder is blue in the 2050s. And uh, it's got some cool little markings on it, but otherwise looks pretty amazing.
3: Oh, this is going to be fun. I am going to know every inch of you, my new, my new precious. (laughs)
1: Oh, yes. So um, somebody turns the corner of a punk elf, uh, sees you sitting in the ice cream section and uh, kind of just looks at you oddly and then turns back around and starts walking in the other direction.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Ah. Well,
4: Elves. Ugh.
3: Well, Jack, this is my... Ah.
4: Right, Ooh, uh, this shiny.
3: Is, I told you Christmas came early.
4: Good. That means you're getting your feet under you here.
3: Uh, let's just say I, I, I found a, uh, a, a parting gift for my mom.
4: Family matters.
3: No, it doesn't. Look. And well, all that matters is what you can get out of them right now for me at this point.
4: Family matters. Be it the one you're born into, be it the one you choose, be it the one you work with, be it your gang, your tribe, your brigade, whatever it is. Family matters. Because if you don't have my back out there, well, it's all going to fall apart. And that's as much family. As what you're born to.
3: Pray you never meet my father. He'll make you eat those words. But no, I have your back. You have mine. I've got yours.
4: Hey, by the way, you see any screwdrivers in here?
3: I pull back the uh thing on my hand, the uh What do you want? I got a Phillips, I got an Allen wrench in here, and I got a flathead.
4: Yeah, I'm going to grab a couple on my own just after last, i say, a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to make sure I've always got one on me.
3: Good idea. I might want to start upgrading and getting a couple of different sizes on this thing, depending on what kind of hardware I might be working with in the future. But this should be fun. Hey,
4: everybody's got to start with their toys somewhere.
3: Exactly. So wait, what are you doing out uh, working at the the Rhino? Are you just working or... Uh, yeah, uh, working.
4: Oh, well, no, just working. Called in a few favors to get a stage out there.
3: Stage...
4: Fancy fancy French culinary term for unpaid internship where you learn something and maybe they teach you something.
3: Oh, like college without all the money.
4: Yeah, pretty much. So they get to call me a little, you know, they see what I can do. I do prep work. They tell me to do this. I see if I can learn anything. Maybe I know something they can learn. And at the end of the day, they get unpaid labor out of me and one or both of us goes away with knowing something else.
1: All right, so uh, you you unwrap your Sony Cyberdeck, and uh is suitably impressed.
4: <laughs> it's shiny and it's blue. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else I could ask for something that expensive. Other, well, actually, I I know a lot of things oh. I'd ask for something that expensive. But hey, uh let me grab a couple of things around the stuffer shack before I gotta head back across the street and actually You, you
3: know, mind if I join you? I mean smoking. I can't I can't really do anything, you know. Like I don't know anything about cooking, but I at least you know, at least open the door for you so you don't have to touch it. <laughs> I don't look, I, I just got here, I still don't know what the heck to do and I you know, I'm it's waiting for the next
4: shack, they Oh come on, they pump something that's gonna kill the germs into the air every thirty seconds. That's what the miss No, oh,
3: I is. meant across it's the water. street here.
4: Oh, yeah, fair enough. All right. Like I said. Yeah. uh, Let me look around. I've got to grab a couple of things, especially because uh, extra soft NutriSoy is a surprise ingredient to thicken some of the sauces that they've got across. Extra thin, silky NutriSoy is a uh, secret ingredient in some of the sauces across the street, so I'm going to grab a couple of packs of that. Uh, The screwdrivers, because I will always have a screwdriver from here on out. And a can
3: opener. Grab a can opener. It's always good to have an extra one.
1: As you're getting up, um, there is this, this rather obese woman who kind of pushes her way past you towards the ice cream section, and she is dragging this small child along with her who is just fighting her and screaming and calling his mother every name in the book. And she is dragging him through like she is some sort of finalist in the Destructo Derby. And she just smacks right into Garde Manger on her way to the ice cream section. Oof. Meanwhile, her little son is just saying like, Mom, I need some bourbon soy butter ice cream. Get it for me. No. And she's saying, shut up, Nui, Shut up.
3: Veruca Salt. We got another one. And he um,
1: gets to the ice cream section. He says, "Never mind, I want the Tenochit lager." And she says, "You can't have that. That's
3: alcoholic." Well, how about the Azzy Crunch Porn? And uh, basically, you just go back and forth, screaming at each other.
4: I am slowly backing away from the people engaged in everyday mundane life.
1: Um, as you as you're backing away, uh, you back right into uh, a woman who's standing there or looked like she was moving towards the ice cream section herself um, she looks like she's got uh, kind of cropped short uh uh blonde hair but like in the back it's all kind of braided up into a really long ponytail um she's got some sort of armored duster on with these really skinny kind of cut off jeans like really skinny almost up to her bottom and uh and some sort of like Alter top, she says. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think you uh, are in my way. Oh, I'm so
4: sorry. I absolutely did not. I I do apologize. Smile, charm. Oh my, she looks attractive.
3: Uh,
1: she actually does look quite attractive. She's she's elvish and uh, she's kind of rocking every bit of that outfit that she's wearing.
4: Hard edged elves remind me of my ex.
1: You can. T- she's got some. Uh, <laughs> She's got sort of a, uh, a bullet bandolier uh, instead of a belt. And um, it, if, you, if you didn't know better, you'd think that they were some kind of fetishes hanging all around her. Family.
4: I don't know better, so, so I me have no said. idea. I just know that I'm going to smile and be charming and apologize for getting in her way and say, Are you sure you want to go back into the ice cream section right now? She says, And um, kind of nod I think, towards.
1: I think I can handle myself. And she kind of walks up to the ice cream and Louie. You know, looks at her and starts to make a bad mouth comment, and she just kind of twinkles her fingers. And Louis continues screaming, but nothing's coming out. And his, his mother's like, looks at her and looks back at Louis, and she just kind of mouths, "Thank you, <laughs> kiddo." Hey, hey, kiddo. I think I may be in love. And then she pushes him out of the way and gets a uh, gets a. Uh, Totally He's
3: like, I oh know, she's not Ms. Wright. She could be Ms. Wright now, but I wouldn't say she's Ms. Wright. I don't think that why it spells right me. Right
4: now is all I'm worried about.
3: Hey, whatever floats your boat, my friend, secure your wallet. Wallet? Yeah. Something my dad always said, you know. Like, play with whoever the heck you want, but always always secure your wallet.
4: Hey, I don't have half as much to my name as you got under your arm right
3: now.
1: Uh, moving Around the corner from the ice cream, you continue to back out, uh, and in the next aisle over, um, there's a, a stock stock girl who's basically putting in, uh, restocking the shelves, um, with a manager kind of uh, standing over her, pointing, this goes there, that goes there. What is it that you were looking for, gordon
4: uh, I need the silken tofu, I say Nutrisoy. I need to go ahead and grab a couple of flavor packets, especially turmeric-based ones. Uh, they also wanted me to pick up an extra pack of salt, and by pack I mean 8-pound block. For my own personal enjoyment, I need, oh, what's the latest stuffer energy drink? Um, it's been a while since I had to carry that much heavy stuff, and the Big Rhino is busting my chops.
1: Uh, The manager uh, is right there and uh, you let him know what your shopping list is and he gives you the the aisle numbers for all of those things.
4: I proceed to acquire those aisle numbers and try to keep half an eye on that attractive duster and not much else wearing elf from earlier.
1: Um, As you're trying to do that, your attention is um, unfortunately uh, distracted by, (laughs) there's these two um, (laughs) kind of like wannabe rockers. Uh, they're, They're guy and a gal and the guy is wearing um super bright white leathers and he's got a, about a ton of golden jewelry hanging out all over um, his hair is kind of done up in a sort of neo-punk style and he's just kind of strutting around like he owns the place and uh the girl next to him is in this tight green leather jumpsuit with about 42 zippers and about eight meters of heavy steel chains hanging all over her body, and they are buying pet food and arguing along the way. Mm. Flatline,
4: we need to get out of here soon. There are too many normal people.
3: Uh, I don't know what that makes me, but I think you just paid me a compliment, and I agree. Lead the way.
4: I'm getting all the stuff, and I'm getting out of here before I have to compare khakis with someone.
1: All right. So you head to the front with all of the items. Um, the guy at the checkout, uh, his name tag says Johnny. And uh huh. he's Hi to
4: Johnny, how are you doing
1: tonight? Oh I'm not too bad. I work at Stopper Shack, so how good I be? But uh, you know, you've hey, been like there, I done that. I'll just uh, I'll just ring you up. And he kinda gives a, a wink wink and a nod to Flatline. Mm. Um, he starts to ring up all the things and uh, you turn your head slightly because you see something that's kind of coming. Uh, a shadow kind of falls around the door, uh, and there's this person standing there, um, kind of a, right out, right outside the, right inside the door. Um, he's wearing scrawny, tattered black leather, um, and he looks like he's about to exit the door when the doors kind of fling inward and push him back, knocking him uh, on his backside, and. Uh, Three gangers show up, waving katana's and uh, uh, and guns around, and they say, "All right, this is a holdup. Nobody move."
4: Oh, for the ever loving frag of, got to be kidding
1: me! <sighs> Join us next time on whatever we're calling Hidden <laughs> <Kid and> Grid, <gritty. laughs> Up These Angels. <laughs>
0: Trouble brews in the downtown stuffer shack? Free roaming might need to take a break, as we take part in the first edition special. Stay tuned for next week, when we jump straight into Food Fight. Also, what happened to Berger? Haven't heard from him in a while. And did you see that there was a bomb at the airport? Crazy, huh? Hidden Grid, of the Six World Chronicles, is shared under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, No derivatives, 4.0 international license. That means you can share it, but you can't cut it up and you can't make any money off of it. You also have to respect the licenses for related material used in the hidden grid. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Hidden Grid to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes. On its website does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hidden Grid in any official capacity whatsoever. Music for Free Roaming is and has always been Matt Russon's album, Electro Blues Rebel, Volume 1. Intro music is Digital Revenge. Outro music is Saving the Princess. Provided by Magnitude.com. At least now I know why you made the Good
1: Burger reference. Oh yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> All right, excellent. Now that we've got that out of the way, we're ready to go. we ready to go back in. Mm-hmm. We're ready, ready to take a breath and go back in.
4: And on a inhale
3: and release.
0: <sighs> Could you could you Where wait you? T-
2: hold on, hold on, hold, on <laughs>
0: hold on Could we could we maybe you know just go back to what you did the first session with those? Just just maybe. This is
2: do
1: do do do
0: <laughs> Which I heard like at least twenty times. <laughs> and he's only edited the but first like two shows. Better.
1: Okay, ready? Ready? <laughs> If I say put a pin in it again, then the uh, slot.